Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome everybody to uh, episode two of Chair Gating. This episode, we're going to talk about uh, the College World Series again. We're going to finish up on that, uh, and then we're going to go into college football, spend a lot of time on that. We're going to talk a little bit about the NBA draft. Uh, we're going to pick up on some of the things that we left off on last time, specifically the Bear Bryant death conspiracy with Auburn. Uh, this time, I am with my new co-host, or alternate co-host, I should say, from Raleigh, North Carolina, Colonel Jessup. Hey, glad to be here. Yeah, so uh, he's a facts guy, so hopefully he can present some uh, some good facts for us. So let's get into it. It was straight shot, all it took was luck to not get caught. So, uh, let's talk about some College World Series. Jay, what do you got for us? Uh, let's see. As we're recording this, there's one game in progress. Um, Louisville, TCU, it's loser goes home. Um, I think TCU is leading right now 4-3, to three, top of the fifth. Ooh. Uh, winner of this game goes on to play Florida. Um, and that'll be kind of the championship series on this side of the bracket. The other side of the bracket's already set, LSU, Oregon State. All Oregon State needs to do, though, is win one more. They're on to the championship. LSU's got to win two straight to keep their season alive. So. Right. right. And so in the in the first podcast, I mentioned how I thought Oregon State wasn't going to be able to get past LSU. Mm. Might be might be wrong there. Also, well, you're, you're already wrong because uh, <laughs> they, they beat LSU 13-1 yeah, in yeah. their first meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Shame. Yeah, so that was, that was a really bad prediction. Uh, yep. I also said Louisville. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, my point was that if the ACC wins this, they're just the dominant conference. Cause that's, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so 
it's a little conflicted for you since uh, for all the listeners that don't know, which is zero listeners because we have zero right now, Colonel Jessup over here, uh, he went to undergrad at Ole Miss, so he's an SEC guy at heart, but he's in postgrad at NC State. So it's a little conflicted for him. Correct, correct, yeah. Uh, so speaking from someone that's got a little bit of experience in both conferences, I'm pretty confident in saying that the ACC is taking, I'd say, the lead um, <laughs> in terms of conference Uh-oh. power rankings. All right, all right. I mean, it's hard to argue, you know, Clemson uh, taking down Alabama this year. Yeah. Uh, was really the the main sport that they needed to that jump that the right. final obstacle. Um, right. They've obviously well, always ran basketball. Well, I, I mean the SEC always has Kentucky though. Granted, it's like one school that's that good, but they always have Kentucky. So it's like it's like the Big Twelve of Kansas. It's like they're always going to be in talk because of the one school. Yeah, but Big Twelve's also got. I mean, Texas has had its ups and downs. What? Oklahoma's what did been, Texas do uh, this last season in basketball? I uh, put emphasis the on the downs. I put emphasis on the downs. Yeah, they, also they had, had a losing ups. record. They were terrible. Texas is always terrible. Let me it's get through some other schools. Iowa State's been good. Okay. Uh, okay. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. TCU's kind of been at the bottom of the Big 12, but if we just keep going through, you know... um, uh, Oklahoma, that weak. That's not all. This sounds weak. The SEC sounds better in like depth for basketball than the Big Twelve. Uh, maybe. Um, obviously, Kentucky's the one that's that's leading charge. But obviously, yeah, SEC looks pretty good in basketball for the for the future. They've had some some really good recruiting classes coming in. Um, Alabama's been recruiting um, almost as good as they have been in football for basketball, which is kind of crazy. Really? Uh, huh. Yeah, Vanderbilt's always been that that middle tier uh, basketball program. Arkansas right. as well. Right, right. But back to the point, ACC has has been the dominant basketball program uh, conference for the past decade. Right. But back to the College World Series, looking at the bracket right now, there's two ACC programs still alive. Louisville's looking like they're about on their um, final life, down one run. Um, so that's the last representative from the ACC. I don't know if any of this will matter. Oregon State looks like they're on a mission. They're not going to be um, beaten. They look like yeah, like they're on just a complete another level. Uh, I, I just hope the, the pack doesn't win anything, ever. Well, it's looking like it. Yeah, um, I just the pack is so like, come on, the West Coast. They don't deserve to win in sports. <laughs> that's that's so what I'm saying I, about that. I can tell there's some big there's some big uh, West Coast hate coming from that end of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, there's UT hate, West Coast hate. There's a lot of hate coming from this side. It's just, come on, like, the pack. Let's, come on. Come on. That's it. Just come that's on. That's it. Come on. They, all right, well, just, I mean, sometimes that's all you need to say. Yeah, 
yeah, come on. I'm just glad um, Cal State Fullerton's out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Cal State game was probably the toughest game Oregon State's had to play. They uh, got pretty – I'm not going to say lucky because luck is just one of the ingredients you need in baseball, but um, they got about as lucky as you can get getting through Cal State Fullerton. And once they got by them, you know, that 13-1 to – uh, yeah. pummeling of LSU. <laughs> the team uh, might go down as one of the greatest college. I don't want to sound hyperbolic, but they've only lost four games this year. All right, we'll stop um, using smart words. So <laughs> I, I don't want to have to like team. Google whatever you're talking about. They're scoring over six runs a game. Their ERA is under two as a team. Like this, these stats are just um, unbelievable. Yeah. And then, but what's crazy is uh, if you the, you know the MLB draft was this past uh, I guess a week or two ago yeah and you go through the teams that are still in the tournaments um, and Oregon State's got the least amount of players that were drafted off their roster so, so. that means they're the worst team in the yeah no, yeah that's they, yeah that's what I was getting at yeah so uh, you heard it here first Oregon State regardless of if they win they're the worst team in the College World Series. Yeah, as voted by the scouts of MLB. Yep. So, California still sucks. Uh, well, well, Oregon State. Oregon State. Whatever. It's the pack. It's all uh, – that's Northern California to me. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's like a combination of those guys that are on the team are just young or, like you said, they just suck. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just gotten super lucky this whole year and they've lucked themselves all the way to this point. I don't know. So – you might be able to help me out on this one. I saw a video, uh, I think it was on Barstool, their Twitter account or Instagram maybe, uh, of a guy that went onto the field to hit the beach ball back mm-hmm. uh, into the crowd. So did you see the security guard try to tackle him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, that was hilarious. And I have personally experienced this. Uh, for anyone that may or may not remember, it was a pretty big deal, uh, at least in Houston news. Um was it last season or two two seasons ago when we won the conference championship, I believe, the American Conference Championship? And there was a bunch of videos of our security guards, like, literally tackling and beating the shit out of fans as we ran onto the field. I don't know who remembers this uh, or if I just have very selective memory, but I experienced this myself. I jump onto the field, obviously, just pumped with adrenaline, running into the middle of the field, and juke the first security guard, pretty much the best juke anybody's seen, probably the best juke on that uh, Houston field in a long time. And the second security guard grabs me, rips my shirt, and then spin him off and make it to uh, the middle of the field to celebrate. Still have the shirt I'm actually in the closet, so I could probably find that shirt. Button's still ripped off. So uh, mm. I feel for this guy. And so the next took... question about that story, was Tom Herman already off the field at that point? Um, Tom Herman was probably making out with his players in the middle of the field. Uh, okay, I was going to say, if he saw you doing that, he probably would offer you a scholarship. Oh, 100%. The only thing is, um, thank God I wouldn't have signed because he would have betrayed me and the rest of my teammates and left to Texas. Betrayed so, you for love. Yeah, so it, it's good. It's I, I'm glad that he didn't see that because I know for a fact he would have wanted to sign me as some kind of dual-threat quarterback, obviously. But yeah, he's a traitor and makes out with his players, so I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, he's big into making out with his players. It's weird. It's it is weird. And now that it's weird he's... now that he left, but right. I didn't hear you commenting on it when no. he was there. So that's the thing. When he's winning, I don't mind at all, right? Mm-hmm. But now that he's gone, I look back and I'm like, you know what? That was weird. And I defended it as much as I could. And now that I hate him, I'm willing to embrace how weird that was. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to take a step back from the situation and 
analyze it and that's all it took yeah, to make just, to figure out that making out with dudes was weird yeah i mean it's not weird per se like how attractive is the guy but not all the players are attractive so it's weird that he wanted to make out with every player you know mm-hmm. yeah i have some yeah standards. he didn't want to make i mean he didn't want to make the big offensive lineman and defensive lineman and feel less special than um some of the better looking players well so, i'm no i'm no football from a coaching standpoint well i'm no kind of makes sense I'm not a football coach, but to me, I'm going to make out with the best players on the field to make the other players that aren't as good jealous and want to be better. Yeah, that's actually like next level thinking. Yeah. So I want to go back to that that tackle. Um, oh, yeah. I, I haven't seen maybe I guess there might be a full version online, but mm-hmm. it seemed like the the one that initiated the tackle, the security guard. Yeah. Um, first of all, it was a little over aggressive the guy was just trying to get back on the very over aggressive he got the yeah. ball out of the field if anything he did that security gu- uh guards chop yeah so um, well also it seemed like he ended up on the bottom of that oh he um, did he did which was great as a high school wrestler uh i can personally tell you that was a great defensive move by the fan how he kind of mm-hmm. took the hit and rolled with it and then was like took control of the situation. So do you awesome. give more credit for the fan or just lazy tackling by the security guard? I, I wouldn't say it was lazy. I mean, he came in sprinting. He came in sprinting. If you watch the video, he was, he was yeah. dead set on like taking him down. So uh, just full credit to the fan. Full credit. I would say, uh, the technique wasn't perfect by the security guard. It's, you know, if I was out there, I would have taken him down real easy, but mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was going to lead into College World Series. I was came across this article. Granted, it was from a few years ago. It was on uh, collegemagazine.com. And they had the top 10 um, schools for the best like college baseball fans. And the list was in order from 10 to 1. Michigan, Virginia, Fresno, Fullerton, Florida State, Texas, Miami, LSU, Arizona State, and USC. So I was reading that, and I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what what kind of list is this? I don't know. So it just irritated me, and I'm a big list guy, so I went ahead and made my own list because that one was fucking stupid. Uh, I'll let you tell you. And I think it just need to be it just need to be updated because you said it was a few years old, so I think they just needed your input. That's true. They should have had my input a few years ago. I think it would have stayed the same. Um, I think once a good fan school, always a good fan school. Um, my list now, in order from 10 to 1, would be Rice... Lafayette, Florida, Texas, Virginia, Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, LSU, and Mississippi State. And it I hate putting A&M on there because their bubbles are so fucking stupid. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in college baseball, like, fandom. Mm-hmm. It irritates me just because of how, like, lame it is. But yeah. I put them on there. They, got, they have a good ballpark and good fans, I guess, except for the fucking bubbles. Um, yeah. So, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of the bubbles either. Um, I'm sure if I was part of that fan base, I would be absolutely thrilled to defend the bubbles because that's just one of the cultish things that they do. Right. But uh, that said, they do have a great ballpark. Yeah. They show up to the Blue games. Bill? Blue Bill and ballpark. I love that uh, that thing they do where if the opposing pitcher walks a batter on four balls uh, in a row, they'll start the next batter out chanting ball five. And continue uh, that until okay. the pitcher throws a strike. So I have been to a game there. I didn't ever have to experience that because Houston was playing AM and we beat them. So I didn't have to experience all that heckling just because we beat their ass. 
But yeah, the I mean the fans are good. They show up. They fill up a really big ballpark. Um, the bubbles are about as cool as having male cheerleaders for football. So mm-hmm. pretty similar levels, yeah. Yeah, I'm always a fan of of a program that can start a chant that kind of transcends to different ballparks because I've seen other teams do that. Um, um, and it's just yeah. strictly stolen from from A&M. Well, let's do some research on that. I'm not gonna. Your facts, guy. I'm will, yeah, I'm willing to. I'm willing to be wrong on this. That, okay. There, there definitely could be someone before that. That's just my knowledge. Okay. Okay. Well. But the rest of the list, yeah, I agree. Um, it's hard for me to sit here and listen to you say Mississippi State above Ole Miss, but inconceivable. But you know it's true. Um. Well, the thing. I mean, if you look at the attendance. Yes. Um, over the past few years, yes. Ole Miss is above Mississippi State. What? No. They have the record, though, don't they? they don't they have, like, a season records of, like, most attendance per games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if you're looking at if you're looking at absolute, I'm it's looking like at average State attendance per LSU. game. Yeah, I'm looking at average attendance per game, which just kind of shows the dedication for every game, for the big, for the small. Um, oh, yeah, Ole Miss it is? has been above Mississippi State over the past uh, few years. It's because it's cause Ole Miss included the outfield. Exactly, which is part of, I mean, uh, so does Mississippi uh, State. Uh, if you want to look at the uh, biggest attendance for any college baseball game for not a tournament, just like two teams playing each other, Houston is number one. Hmm. What Houston. game? Houston versus uh, SDSU. That doesn't make any sense. Yep, look that up. I will look that up eventually. No, not I'm right saying now. I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. Watch All it. Right, um, I'm so I'm just going to go through the list of top attended uh, baseball programs this past season, and I'm doing this average attendance per game. LSU has stayed at the top of this list for right. a decade, probably. Um, right. So I have no problem with, with them at the top of the list. Number two. Then Ole Miss is second. Uh, Mississippi State, Arkansas, South Carolina, you're kind of getting a pattern of SEC. It's, yeah. Uh, and then Nebraska, surprisingly, is number six. Okay, so you would put, never... you're putting Nebraska there, or are you just No, saying... I'm just listing the, the okay. top, the top uh, attendance. But... Um, as you go through the list, I'm not going to read through all of them. Right. But you do obviously notice no West Coast teams. Mm, interesting, interesting. Um, do you think they're too busy eating tofu? Um, well, college baseball games usually start at, what, 6 o'clock on Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't really speak to that level. Hmm. Um, but I definitely wouldn't, you know, straight up deny it. I'm Are sure you? there's other there's other things that they're doing other than eating tofu. Well, we know one thing: they're not going to these baseball games. And it's hard for me to put one of those teams that's not even in the top twenty in attendance in the most quote unquote dedicated or hardcore fan bases. You know. Okay. By the way, I found this on NCAA.com. All-time largest that's, crowd. That's not a super reliable source, but continue. Yeah, of course. Uh, sorry, it's not Wikipedia. All-time largest crowds, Division One, single game. Uh, San Diego State versus Houston mm-hmm. at, Petco, at Petco Park in 2004. Oh, that's at Petco. That's an MLB stadium. Well, they still, they filled it up with 40,000 people. They probably did some crazy promotional, like, we're going to give you signed uh, Tony Gwynn jerseys or something. I don't care. You're not knocking that uh, record from my school. What um, was the attendance? 40,000. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so just deal with it, man. Um... Largest on campus is Mississippi State and Ole Miss in Starksville. Yeah. Of with uh, 15,500 fans. How recent was that? 2014. Yeah, no, I. You were like in school I said, then, right? Uh, it, hurts, it hurts me to, to hear Mississippi State above Ole Miss, but it's not a crazy thing to say. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, so, I'm not outraged. I'm glad we can agree on that uh, list. I guess we'll uh, move on from that one. Oh, and then one other thing. Yeah. Um, let's not overlook uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Hey, I put them on the list. They're definitely – yeah, I'm saying – they could easily be uh, forgotten on that list, but right, right, um, right. They were forgotten they on that other list. Show which up. They do, they do. They're crazy. Uh, when we hosted, going back to unbiased podcast, when we uh, Houston hosted Lafayette at a regional, they won it actually. That you know, Houston and Lafayette's about a four-hour drive. It's not bad, but still, uh, the other schools in that regional were uh, Rice and Houston Baptist, and honestly, other than. U of H, Lafayette might have had the most. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's why I put them above Rice because of that one experience I've had with them. So yeah, I mean, and they sh- I mean, I'm looking at the list right now. They're eighth in attendance. Yeah, it's crazy. Above it's a- above Texas, above TCU, above you know some huge schools. Right, but good for them. They found one sport yeah. and they were all like, you know what, fuck it, we're all cheering for this one sport. We're not going to be good yeah. at anything mm-hmm. else. That's that's exactly what we want to do as a small school. Yeah, smart, smart. Yeah. So, in the last podcast, uh, Ridge Rack had mentioned a thing called Laser Bowl, and mm-hmm. I said I would do some research and come back to it. I found out there's two Laser Bowls. One is a pinball machine, and the other is some game in France, which is like an alternative to paintball, which is essentially just like laser tag, but on a paintball field, from what I can understand, because I don't speak or read French. Mm-hmm. Um it just seemed really, really, like, pussy. Like, a very French thing to do to such an American thing. You know, I'm thinking maybe this podcast should just go ahead and create a laser ball and uh, make it our own. Since it's, okay, a, well, it's a cool name and it's not out there. I'm not going to let you get away with calling that French uh, sport a pussy sport because if you've ever gotten shot by a laser in the eye, you know how painful and numbing that can be for minutes. You can't yeah, see. But to counter that, have you ever been shot in the eye with a paintball? Uh, well, typically you wear goggles, right? Yeah, if you're a pussy. Okay, so you're just doing this whole thing on the assumption that you just wear no goggles during paintball. Usually, I'm saying go out there naked in paintball. Okay, well, then Okay. I understand my point. Okay, thank you. Um, I don't know if you had any ideas for what laser ball should be. I came up with, I think, the best possible idea based on those two words put together. Uh, for anybody that saw, I think it was 2005... Um, just the heyday for like Hollywood films, uh, the remake of Rollerball, amazing movie. Rollerball. Um, I was thinking combine that badass make believe sport with laser tag and have that as laser ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a bit confusing. I don't understand how laser and ball like that's. It doesn't make so much sense to me. Hmm. Yeah. So essentially, so there's gonna be some brainstorming. Well, uh, have you seen the movie Rollerball? Yes. Okay, so you know how they, like, chase around a ball, and they're on roller skates, and, like, one dude has a motorcycle? I don't... It's like gladiators, obviously, but, like, with... It's like Quidditch, but with motorcycles and a rolling ball, and you, like, kill people. So just imagine that, but with a laser tag, and, like, when you get shot with a laser, it, like, electrocutes you. The world's most dangerous game will become deadly. Hmm. Okay, yeah. so this sounds like a lot of uh, overhead and yeah. uh, space required for this. And But think about this. There's a lot of uh, college athletes out there that aren't going pro. Uh, and it's really unfortunate 
because I've seen this on all NCAA commercials. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they say they get hired because they have college degrees. Like, let's be real. They don't. They didn't learn anything. So we can offer them a job in Laser Bowl. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we're helping, uh, like underprivileged uh, people that never got paid in college and just all they got was a free education, which is such, mm-hmm. a, you know, it's bullshit. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like a fifty thousand dollars. Obviously, just want to come play Laser Bowl and get paid a ton of money in this brand new sport that um, is organized by two podcasters. Yeah. Well, I mean, once we get a sponsorship on the podcast, we can transition that over to laser ball. Or we could just take that sponsorship money. Yeah. That's true. Just spend it. And just spend it on. Yeah. Just random shit. That's probably what we'll do. I'll probably just do that with my share. I don't know. You can probably do the laser ball thing with yours. Oh, right, right, right. You're totally getting a share of this. Uh, yeah, we'll talk. I was going to move on to the basketball draft. I know that's mm-hmm. going on currently, mm-hmm. right? Is it still currently going on or is it the first round? Yeah, or... let me check. Yep. So obviously the big story is the first round draft pick. The first overall pick, Marco Fultz? Yep. Yep. Uh, I like it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's kind of – what they're saying, he's kind of completing the process. Yeah. Yeah, obviously the, the term that's been coined by the Sixers, uh, this has kind of been a process in motion for a while now. They just – been accumulating all these picks and now it seems like they finally got that that final that pick that fits the the process so yeah i think uh, super uh, athletic dude um has really creative um good vision blah 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 you've heard it all before um tall point guard that's the thing mm, right now mm. but uh didn't win at washington so that's no yeah so uh what's it if you're uh, one of those basketball purists that's um on one of those talk shows yeah that's a big red flag for you yeah i mean you're gonna draft a loser. Exactly. Yeah. What do you, I think you won eight games at Washington? <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, I mean, he's a good athlete, but like, come on, he's a loser. In the week, in the week, Pac-12 too. Yeah. So, you know, LeBron James uh, never lost a college game in his entire life. Mm, yeah, but he also never won a college game. Oh. So which is more important? I don't know. Never losing. Let's just—he was also undefeated. There you go. That's that's the stat you go for, LeBron James collegiately undefeated i like the pick good athlete but not a winner yeah the best part is i'm looking through these picks right now and there's uh this is on cbs sports and right by their name their team it's a grade and they literally grade it on the spot as if they know what kind of impact this guy's gonna have well they're journalists Uh, so they do yeah so like there's an a next to marco fultz but if you go down a few picks Justin Jackson was taken 15th. It's only C, it's a C plus. Okay, so what did Lonzo Ball get? Uh, Lonzo Ball, he got, got like an A plus plus by the journalist. He got an A as well. No, that no, this isn't his dad doing these picks. Ah, um, okay. This was yeah, they, they just gave him an A too. It's pretty lazy, honestly. There's just a whole bunch of A's. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Lonzo Ball going uh, number two? It's hard for me to say anything against the dude. I've been seeing these mock drafts for months. That's what I think. And you just see him at two every time. Hey, you know what he's going to do for the Lakers? That's going to be fun to watch for the next few years in L.A. Yeah, you know what he's going to do for the Lakers? What's up? Not much. Well, his dad, uh, if you were watching the draft tonight, his dad guaranteed that his son was going to take the Lakers to the playoffs, which is (laughs) pretty bold from like a 20-win season to the Western Conference playoffs. Right, right. but is that bold for his dad? Um, That's not very bold for LeVar Ball. All his promises so far have been like down the line, stuff that he – will have to live up to in the future. This is pretty immediate. You well, know? you know what? You know what was bold by LeVar Ball? Was that fucking tie he wore tonight. 
the BBB tie. Oh my god, where can I buy one? And how much? Does I'm it sure cost? he's got them on the website. I'm sure they're only 250 bucks. Well, I want to be a big baller like him, and I do want one of those ties. So, you know, somebody sponsor this show, and I'll start wearing that tie all the time. I don't actually know if you're a, a true big baller, so. Uh, well, if I have the tie, I am, and he's he specifically states, if you own their product, you are a big baller. So, mm-hmm. uh, once I get the tie. I'll be a bit, and you can't argue that anymore because I have it. Yeah, no, that I mean, I was honestly surprised. I was, I thought there was gonna be more merch that he's gonna be wearing. That was the only big baller brand stuff I saw him wearing. That's I figured there's gonna be, you know, lapels and yeah, you know, what the he blazer done... was just gonna be one big baller brand ad. Right, you know how like the black and gold is their thing. He should have worn like one of those like really really ugly cheesy, black and gold flat bill felt hats from like the mm-hmm. mid two thousands and like cocked it sideways. Mm, yeah do you think he's a cock sideways hat kind of guy yeah yeah and you know how they used to wear them that were like the gucci logos all over them and felt just the three b's what do you mean used to right right well no did you see as soon as uh his son got picked he put on that big baller brand hats and it was the lakers colors and they asked uh, Jeff, Jeff (laughs) jeff goodman asked he said when did you get this made and he said uh the day he was born so, yes, yes. Yeah, so he he's been Lamar thinking. Ball, God, what a baller! That's the that is. We've been underestimating him. That's a baller move. I mean, no, I mean, if he made these nineteen the day he years was ago, born, yeah, that's. I mean, that is a baller move. It was honest. It honestly looked and really like I've tried to keep stuff for that long. Um, if that hat is nineteen years old, I don't know where he's keeping that thing. It definitely wasn't an attic. You know, that thing well, would be a lot prettier. No, it's like one of those commercials where it uh, sucks out the air. Like the vacuum out the air thing, and it's supposed to yeah, keep. Yeah, but doing that for twenty years, like yeah, that thing he just put it away. Flat. He just yeah. put it away. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of uh, De'Aaron Fox's dad talking shit back to Lavar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was big in the news recently. Right. That was a few days um, ago. Got real hyped. Yeah, I think he said. Oh, I have my a quote son. here. My son, Ar- my son already ate his ass up twice. Lavar can say what he wants to say. I just tell him to go back and watch the film. That's it. All yep, 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 and I don't even got to respond to that. Well, even so, though he, even he though he's respond. actually responding, yeah, that's yeah. so that is a response. Uh, we played them twice. By the way, he said we. I love that. Uh, mm-hmm. Twice my son got twice his son got outplayed. I always tell De'Aaron, let your game speak for itself. You ain't got to talk. He ain't got to fuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love that. Yeah, so he ate his ass up twice. Um, yeah, nothing gay about that. I was kind of lost until you explained the rest of the quote and put it in context. Yeah. Uh, ate his ass up. Yeah, because I didn't know if that was like good for him, bad for him. But then he started saying that he outplayed him. And so I went and looked up the stats because I'd kind of forgotten. I knew they lost the first matchup against, against yeah, UCLA. Yeah, but did you see the stats, though? Uh, De'Aaron and... and uh... Paul's yeah, stat. yeah, I'm looking at him right now. Um, yeah. And then obviously they won the big game. De'Aaron, uh, the De'Aaron beat him in stats in that game that they lost. Yep, exactly. Yeah, he shut him down too. Yeah, he like, I honestly, I think he's a better player. I don't know why. I mean, I know Lonzo's a good player and he's the best like assist. He's like the third best collegiate assist player of all time. I guess that's like awesome for the Lakers. They finally get Steve Nash. But I don't know. I just think De'Aaron's actually a better player. You think? Um, yeah, I would pick. Yeah, his, his shooting's a big. His shooting's a big question. Uh, De'Aaron only shot, let's see, twenty five percent from three. Yeah, but, but have you seen, obviously like, the hope is that they can just kind of teach him. 
Well, have um, you seen Lonzo's like technique when he shoots? Yeah, that slingshot. Yeah, it's a, it's awful, man. It is an awful technique, but he shot forty one percent, which is pretty incredible. I I really I want okay. I'm gonna make this publicly known now. I hope this gets spread around a little bit. I'm calling out Lavar Ball, one on one, me and you. We're both unathletic. We're both out of shape. Uh, let's do it, man. Let's do it, dude. Have you seen him play? Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I would put all my money on him. Did you see him play? Yeah, he played in college. No, did you have you seen him play recently? Those videos of him in like the adult league. Yeah, I'm not saying he would beat like a current NBA player, but he would definitely beat you or I. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I'm calling him out. I'm calling him out. He's still like six five. Like even if he's unathletic, he's still got a like a good height advantage over you. And if we're just balancing out the athleticism, even though that's a bit of a stretch too. Mm-hmm. He could still just kind of stand down low, okay. back you up. Okay, but what if well, I have the tie? What if I buy the, his product? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Um, now I'm a big well, baller, so I should. He's be able also to beat wearing it. it. What if? Okay, here's a hypothetical. I'm wearing all big baller brand gear. He's wearing all Nike gear. Who wins? So why would he wear all Nike? I just because that's that's the deal. When we play each like, other, that's just like hypotheticals have hypothetical. to at least be realistic, and that's the most unrealistic situation ever. Like he would never be caught wearing all Nike. In yeah. that case, though, I mean, in that case, just say hypothetical. In that case, who wins that game? Um, probably you, but okay. Thank you. That's by all. that logic, no. big baller equals great ball player. So you got to give Lonzo the respect because he's also big baller. Oh, I'm giving him full respect. I'm just calling him out. I think, I think uh, a big baller should challenge another big baller. All right. Well, let's hope he hears this. I hope he does. We right now have zero listeners. I think he's going to be our number one listener. Let's just tweet this at him like a million times. Like we'll be those people that just sit underneath Trump's tweets, but we'll do this for Levar Ball. Ooh. And so every time he tweets something, I'll just have notifications on my phone, so, and I'll just start tweeting at him every second, like so this, immediately after he tweets. This podcast does have an official Twitter account. Perfect. Yeah, at Chairgating. Like, that's it. Yeah. So yeah. I'll call him out. I'll post, like, a picture of me in, like, some basketball attire. Be like, yo, I'm suited up. I'm ready to go. Are you? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Hashtag real big ballers. Yeah. Accept challenges. Something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing is he lives in California. Yeah, but once we get a lot of sponsors on this podcast, like which should be really, really soon, they'll fly me out there. And the other other thing is, mm-hmm. if he's a true, true big baller, then he would just take the challenge anywhere, you know? Ooh, 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 yeah, that's true. But I'm the biggest baller, uh, so I'm going to let him have home court advantage. 
Yeah, I feel like this is just Pandora's box. We can't just like, keep going on with this. Yeah, because he, yeah, that's true. I could, I could have a lot of uh, theories as to who the bigger baller is. I'm still yeah, gonna say it's me. Yeah, you can always trump it. Right. So, okay, moving on. We're gonna get out of basketball and baseball. We're gonna move on to the best thing, which is college football. We're right in the heart of like the time period for college football. I mean, this is this is better than actual season of college football. Mm-hmm. I mean, who even needs the sport when you just have off season like summertime? This is the best thing when it comes to college football. Practice is starting. Recruits are starting to commit. uh, Coaches are starting to tweet. It's amazing. So uh, I decided I was going to make a top five best college coaches right now. Did you have one that you wanted? Do you have your favorite college coaches right now? Yeah, but I... I've made my list independently, so I don't want to just have a whole bunch of overlap. So how about mm-hmm. I just listen to yours first? And then how about I'll... we go one and one? Like, okay. you go, I go, you go. All right, I'll start. That'll so work. are we doing Are we doing number five to number one or number one down to five? I think, Let's I feel do like... one to five because I okay. feel like we don't want to end up at the same one, you know? Okay, well, we're going to have the same one. There's no way we don't have the same number one college coach right now. It's okay, like... then let's just not rank them. Let's just do the five. Okay, so I'll just start with Nick Saban. Okay. Any he's backing? The, yeah, I mean he's the best. He he might be the best of all time. Mhm. I didn't have him on my list. Okay. Well, then that's not a real list. So. <laughs> uh. Yeah. No, that I was mean, there's, that there's, was obviously my one. So right, I'll get no to you. There's no backing for that. That's just like, shut up. Let's keep talking. Who's yeah? Who, who would you have next? How, how about um, so, how about you do two? I do you know, and we'll go back and forth and talk about who we had. So you okay? Go yeah, we'll snake it. Yeah, who's your number two? So after Saban, um, right. I was gonna go Urban Meyer. Yeah, same. Oh, God damn it, I knew it. I knew yeah. it. But those I mean, are the two best. They really yeah, are. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Those are the kings right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can't you argue. It, you prove it at Florida. Mm-hmm. You yep. do that whole heart attack thing. Yeah, that's a you good move. You go to move. Ohio State and you prove it again. I mean, granted, those are two powerhouse schools. Yeah, yeah. Come but to Houston. You still, jump. you still have to win. Come to Houston, uh, chump. That's super impressive what he's done. That whole three quarterback thing. Uh, yeah, just everything about that program and that coach. So after Urban... Wait, this is me. I got number three. Oh, okay. I thought we were going like no, one. Now, no, now it's me at number three, and then you have four, and then I have five. Go for it. Okay, I got Dabo. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Okay, that was also right there for me. It sounds like this is pretty easy list. I think you just copied my list. I don't want to like call you out for stealing, but you're probably one of the kids that like cheated off me in high school, and uh, I allowed it because I'm cool. I'm not one of those like lame nerds that like covers my paper. I'm like, no, do your own work. Like you can, mm-hmm. you can look. You like at my put paper. it towards the edge of the uh, edge of the desk. Yeah, I'll like I'll like give a head nod to my other like. You'll job like friends. put your arms behind your back and you'll stretch and let everybody know. I'll even, okay. like, turn it a little bit towards, like, everyone and, like, do the, <laughs> you know, because, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm smart, but I'm a cool, cool jock, uh, so I let all my cool jock friends copy off me. Yeah, because the teacher only gets the person that's cheating in trouble. They don't really care about the, the one that gets caught. Right. That's true. 
Or, I mean, that's that's getting that, that's off. giving the yeah because now I'm the victim also. So that's, mm-hmm. yeah, you're the victim. It's, that's victim shaming, you know. I can't. Yeah, okay, I, so I can't wait till I have kids to tell them all. This all stuff. right, so it went Saban. Who did you have at number three? Did you have Dabo at number three? So I had Tom Herman. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you fucking didn't. No, I had Dabo. Right. I actually you're never allowed on this call. So I've just got kind of a pool of of coaches, uh, but yeah, Dabo, Dabo is right there too. Okay. All right, uh, who do you have at number number four? I swear to God. Yeah. So after those three. Unless I'm just missing someone, yeah. it actually got kind of harder. No, you're missing somebody. But who'd you have? Okay, well, um, Bob Stoops retired. That was going to be the easy yeah, four. Yeah, that's true, but you um, can't have him. So I put Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's the obvious. The dude's been four, doing it so consistently. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just saying because because Dabo's so fresh in our mind with that championship. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I feel like there's a pretty big gap, even though there shouldn't be. There's just. I think Jimbo definitely fits in that in that top five. Yeah, I guess this wasn't quite as obvious as Saban Urban. He is falling off though. He has been falling off a little bit, and I I say falling off. I mean, he's still like up there in the mix every year for like possible. I think we just get so used to Florida State winning ten games, and they'll make it to some New Year's Six bowl, and we'll kind of just forget that they're like you know this super dominant team. I don't forget. I just watched them beat Ole Miss last year, but I mean, I watched personally watched them in Atlanta get their asses whipped by Houston. So. You know. Yeah, exactly. And then they'll like go to a bowl and then not care. Yeah, and then that's their thing. I think Jimbo doesn't care about his bowl unless he's like in a playoff situation. Like yeah, I really I think, think he's just like maybe that's why I, it wasn't so obvious for me. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. But regardless, lazy. He's done it so consistently. He's lazy. Um, um, definitely can't leave him off that. Okay, so you know what the thing is though. At number five, I actually had a tie. I had a two-way tie. Well, that's six then. Uh, I'm calling the number five spot a two-way tie. I couldn't decide, honestly. And I have explanation why I couldn't decide because I think they're so even. Who'd you well, have no, because who do I have for number five? Yeah, so yeah. I, I wanted if... to explain mine a little bit too. Okay, explain yours and then I'll come back and say. Because mine's hyped up now. I have a tie. Like everyone wants to hear why. But and nobody's totally, going to care about yours. Seat. Yeah, so you go. Um, it's probably honestly the same as mine. I had uh, Mike Gundy. Nope. Oklahoma State. So I was real close with, uh, with Harbaugh. But Harbaugh he's... hasn't done anything. Exactly. That was why I left him on the list. I mean, he has turned that Michigan program around from where he, you know, started. Um, I'm just saying though. But I hate but, Tom Herman. But if you if you're gonna put Harbaugh on there, Tom Herman should be above Harbaugh there for what he did in one year. Yeah, I guess by that by that logic, I left him off the list. I put Gundy. I okay. was just okay. I kind of wrote that down. Yeah, eh, I I left Gundy off my list. I couldn't do it. All right. So who are your ties? Okay, uh, Petrino. Uh huh. And Patterson from TCU. And Patterson, yeah. Yep. Louisville and TCU. About... And here's why. Here's why. So neither have won a national championship. Petrino mm-hmm. overall is 109 and 43. Awesome record. Patterson is 149 and 54. So a bit more wins, a bit more losses. So Patterson has dominated at TCU all the way from the Mountain West, even when they transitioned to the Big 12. He has continued mm-hmm. to dominate. He's so yeah, good. Yeah, no, that's impressive. But, you know, Petrino is really, really good, too. So I, I just, I, I don't know. I didn't want to take one of them off. Do you knock Petrino at all for that weird uh, motorcycle sex thing no. that he was in no. with the weird no. neck brace? No. I actually give him, like, I, I kept him on the list because of that. Okay, so that's here's a good another coach. name. I think that's what a coach should do, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Here's Kiffin, another name. Kiffin's Chris Peterson from Washington. Um, yes. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was actually thinking, but I was like, nah, not quite yet. 
but he's this up was there. yeah this was the year that kind of solidified his name because obviously we all know what he did at Boise State right unbelievable uh, but this year how he uh, took Washington to the playoffs granted they uh, got smoked <laughs> yeah um, but that's kind of you're gonna you're gonna have that happen against Alabama most and of the time and it's pack it's pack they yeah, the pack's I never mean, gonna beat the SEC they just come on but I agree for being a pack school. I, I really like that coach. Yeah, coaches that go from small schools bring them up, and then they'll get hired to a bigger school. Usually, they'll kind of fizzle out. Yep. Um, but the like coaches that can actually make like it at Tom both Herman. levels, yep. yeah, those are the ones that I respect. Tom Herman, to be seen. He's going to fizzle out. He's a chump. How many years do you think they give Tom Herman? Uh, oof. See, I would I would have normally said like they'll give him a long time, but after Strong, they don't have a long time. You need to turn that program around immediately. And that's why they hired Herman, because he turned Houston around in literally the next season. But Houston already had that team when he got there. Like, we had so so many athletes on that team ready to go that Levine wasn't able to coach that he was a very good offensive-minded coach, yes. But do I give him full credit? Because the next season, he lost so many stupid games. I was at the SMU game. When he lost that. Why? We got dominated by SMU. That was the first ranked opponent SMU has beaten in like eight years. Maybe more. So, I don't know. We'll see. It, to be seen. I think he's we'll, going to fizzle out. I think we'll check on this in a year. He's a punk. Um, yeah, a year when we're like the biggest podcast ever and uh, have all the sponsorships we want. Hashtag sponsor us Red Bull. At that point, we'll just have him on to, to explain. Oh, I'm going to call him out. I'm going to call him out. And it's going to be over Skype so he can't try to kiss me. I feel like if we did the top five college football coaches that would come on a podcast, he might be on there. Oh, yeah, especially if we call him out. Hey, Tom Herman. Hey, Tom Herman, you're a pump. Come on our podcast. You won't do it. He's definitely going to respond to that. You're not a big baller. Yeah, uh, we have, we have also, a few big names lined up for this podcast. So I wanted to transition into the five best college coaches of all time. Gotcha. Uh, I think the number one uh, should be unanimous, but did you have anybody other than Barry Bryant? No, that's pretty much who I had right there. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? Six national championships? It, it, the guy is a legend, obviously. It sucks that Alabama's going to have the two greatest college coaches of all time. But what are you going to do? Uh, it's no Auburn. Auburn's still the best team in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, next to Troy. Or UAB. UAB coming back real hot. Yeah, I was looking. I, I bought one of those preseason magazines, those college football preview magazines. Right. And I was looking at the UAB page, and it was talking about, uh, obviously, how they've been off uh, for two years. Uh, it was talking about how their players are all either junior college or, you know, transfers from other small schools. Right. Um, so there's only, like, a handful of players that have ever played a snap in, in Division One football. Fuck yeah. Dude, so actually, this is basically this is the, like an experiment to see what junior college does against Division One. So you're in... Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm in Austin, Texas. I think Birmingham would be a great place for us to meet up and go to a game, a college football game. Okay, well let's check the UAB schedule. Yeah, let's. We're gonna look at. We're gonna look into this and come back on the podcast later. Have an official like we're going to a game because I yeah, want to go to a UAB game. Place. It is got a lot of friends there. Uh, what is it? Five points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Something like have, that. I'll just say yes. Some barbecue place there. That's also good. They dip a uh, white bread. Into barbecue, hot barbecue sauce, and that's their appetizer. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that's like the perfect appetizer. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I mean, it's like, I understand why Alabama's so fat. Because if you're at a barbecue place, you're going to get white bread, barbecue sauce, and barbecue. So why not just take mm-hmm. off the barbecue mm-hmm. and have it as an appetizer? Right, I'll order the meat like later, but let me eat my white bread and barbecue sauce right now. So moving who else on. on this? Yeah, moving on. I got uh, Frank Lee from Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah. What's your uh, What's your reasoning behind that? Uh, four national championships, 107, 13, and 9 overall record. Did yeah. you have anybody else you want to talk about? Yeah, there's a there's a few, like Newt okay. Rockney, uh, Tom Osborne. I got Tom. Uh, Barry Switzer from, from Oklahoma. I have, see, from Oklahoma, I have uh, Bud Wilkinson. Ah, yeah, Oklahoma's got a pretty good lineage of coaches. They do. And you know what is, I just had to do it at my number five, Nick Saban. Did you? Yeah, he I has, know he's he still coaching, but I was like, ah, he's already on that list. It's hard to argue that. I mean, I left him off just because I didn't want to put him on both lists. I don't know. I don't know why I have trouble putting Saban on that list right now. Um, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Yep. But for they number do. five, for me, I did a little uh, investigating. Uh-oh. Okay. Larry Karras. Who is my, this? Rounding up my top five. Who is this? He I coached don't know this. Mount Union from Uh-oh. 86 to 2012. Oh, this is real research. Get this. 332 wins, which is seventh all time. Only 24 losses, which is, it puts him at the greatest win percentage of all time by pretty significant margin. margin. Okay. 93% win percentage, which that's just incredible. I mean, I the can... dude coached at the same school for three decades yeah but does that mean that he's actually like not a real winner like i feel like a real winner a real college football guy would have progressed to like a more competition yeah i'm gonna do some more research on this look that guy up some more we'll talk about him in the next cast yeah i'm looking every year he just he just dominated all competition i don't know why he wouldn't move up i don't know i'm trying to read through his that's that's kind of like uh coach heisman at georgia tech that game you're talking about the Two hundred twenty-two to zero game. Yes, the best, the best uh, college football game of against all time against Cumberland, in my opinion. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, so it sounds like this guy uh, took a page out of his notes. It sounds like it. Yeah, he uh, he won eleven national titles. Yeah, but like national titles for what? Like Division Eight. Uh, Division Three. Yeah, that's the same thing. Division Three. Like. <laughs> yeah. Come on, there's high schools that have uh, more competition than that. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, so, eh, I don't care. I'm not hearing it. Well, let's, uh, I mean, now that Larry Karras is retired, I'm going to see if we can get him on this podcast. Yep, okay. I'll let's see if he puts himself in that top five list. Okay, okay, give him a call. You got his number, right? Yeah, I'm sure I could find it somewhere on his right. Wikipedia or some, some related. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he's 67. I don't know if he's, like, super connected. Well, we'll go to him. Sounds good. Yep. Yeah, I'll find him. I clicked on Mountain Union's Wikipedia page there, the Purple Raiders, and uh-huh. their their picture, <laughs> their picture is NCAA football's like uniform creators, and it's just Mountain Union's uh, like <laughs> custom NCAA. I, I'm hoping I'm explaining it good, but if you've ever played NCAA and created your own uniforms, oh hell yeah, everybody. That's has. what their actual Wikipedia picture is. It's just their uniforms in four different angles in that NCAA look. Yes, um, this is perfect. I love that. So, that sounds amazing. For a team that won 12 national titles, won okay. before he got there. I'm starting to like them a little bit more. Their Wikipedia. Actually, yeah. one after he left, yeah. Okay, I'm starting to become more of a Purple Raider guy. It's pretty short. I mean, it's pretty short read. It's probably like a, a two-minute read if anybody wants to look up 
Mountain Union Purple Raiders football. Okay. Um, staying in that same category, I wanted to move on to something that uh, I talked about in the last podcast. I got into um, because the other co-host, Richard Rack, is a big Bamba fan. We started talking about Bear Bryant. His death uh, got really interesting. So I wanted to start this little segment called The Bear Files. I was talking about how there's a conspiracy out there or that we're creating that Auburn fans were actually the cause of Bear Bryant's death. So, All right, so fill me in. I haven't, I haven't heard this. Oh, my God. I, ha- I did so much research. It's insane. I feel like I'm back in college with as much research as I did. Actually, no. There's more research than I ever did in college. Let's be honest. I was a pretty cool dude. I just partied all the time. As you know, uh, Harvey Updike, he actually poisoned the tree, apparently as retaliation for um, Auburn fans celebrating the death of Bear Bryant mm-hmm. uh, when they rolled the corner yeah. in 1983. Did you know this? Yeah. I did know that. An Auburn reporter, though, just a few years ago, came out with an article claiming that that's not true. But, eh, I don't know. I kind of believe Updike on this one a little bit because there's a lot of other reports saying it was true. That their uh, tumor's corner did get rolled with TP this like the day that Bear Bryant died. So hmm. they're, they're celebrating the death. So that's already a little skeptical to me, I'm starting to make some some connections here. So Harvey Updike is just like the beginning of this door that I'm going down. I read this on New York Times. Uh, it came out the day that he died, and the doctor was quoted saying um, he was speaking of that morning because he went in for a health evaluation. He was quoted saying he was in very good spirit and even joked about going to Las Vegas and said one thing he wanted to do is go back home to Arkansas to do some duck hunting. So... The day he died, he was in very good health and wanted to go hunting. Okay. Raising some more questions, in my opinion. Um, I read another article on Capstone Report, which uh, illustrated the horrible things that Auburn fans have actually done to Bear Bryant's grave. Things such as, and there's photos proving this, uh, of people like burying pictures of Pat Dye underneath Bear Bryant's headstone and like pissing on his grave. Uh, taping a Cam Newton jersey to Bear's statue uh, and putting stickers when they won the national championship on Bear's statue. Uh, I even saw some pictures of people that dress a skeleton up like Bear Bryant and say, shake the Bear's hand for $5. And even on the 30th anniversary of his death, they rolled Tumor's Corner. Mm, that's that's tough. So I'm like, uh, like, I don't know. Also, I'm a little bit more on Harvey Updike now, like, yeah, him poisoning the trees, probably not that cool. But reading all this stuff that Auburn fans have been doing to Bama fans ever since Bears died, I'm kind of like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, fuck those trees. And also, like, did you kill Bear Bryant? Did you? Interesting question. That's So we need to do some more research, but I feel like I have presented a little more evidence as to, like, did they kill Bear Bryant? Yeah, I mean, every big case starts with just, like, little pieces. Right. Right. Little little uh little breadcrumbs. Yep. So I know it seems like some like weird out there conspiracy right now, but it's gonna come back full circle and I think I'm gonna look like a genius when it does. Okay. Well, uh has anybody like tried to solve this mystery no, before? No. All the research I did, it doesn't seem like anybody's tried to do this. Or they haven't made so it very public. Do you try typing in Google 
Auburn uh, fans kill Bear Bryant or Auburn kills Bear Bryant or conspiracy. Yeah. Okay. I typed so it you know how to work Google, it sounds like. I found out Google. Yeah. I, I Yeah. Couldn't find anything. Or I was thinking this too, right? While I'm Googling, I'm like, man, there's not much uh, for like as much fun things to do in Alabama as there is. I assume there'd be more like Bama fans trying to solve this case. And there wasn't a lot online. And then I started thinking, were there? And were they just kind of like, Mm, taken out maybe hmm well you gotta be watching your back then also i'm gonna i'm gonna put my distance off this one then. yeah i feel like you should you should let me dive deeper into this um also i want to do a little bit more research on the dr bear bryant when he died and he said he was in great health that morning and then just suddenly died for like no reason mm-hmm. um wasn't it a heart attack like I said, no reason. He said a week before that when they asked what he's going to do when he retires, he said probably croak. And then literally a week to the day he dies. I'm just saying there's there's more here. You know, it, 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 when it comes to Alabama and their college football, I'm just saying for all the listeners, don't be surprised if I go missing. All right. Well, if I've seen enough, you know, CSI crime investigation shows, I think you need one of those maps and the strings and oh. just start marking that stuff off okay i'll get That's one of the those best going. way to organize your thoughts i'll get one of those going i'll post a photo of it on our twitter um because we have like three followers right now and i think they're all fake accounts those people will really really enjoy what i have going on yeah no definitely like oh. start making a timeline also you know what those three fake accounts might be auburn fans wow maybe they're this actually already on to me yeah, okay. this is actually getting a lot deeper than I thought. All right, so yeah, we're just, I'm going to come back to that one later. Uh, I wanted to end the podcast again because it's just that time of year. It's like Christmas for college football fans, it's rumor season. Look at all these rumors surrounding me every day. I just need some time, some time to get away from, from all these rumors. I can't take it no more. So, uh, I was. I know you have a few, or hopefully you do. I actually got one that I read, which is amazing. I read it on a uh, a Twitter, right? So last episode, I joked about how um, Tech would offer Apple White the the head coaching job after one game uh, mm-hmm. at U of H, and it was a joke, right? But I want to spark. Want to spark rumors. Want to get them going because you know it's great. It's that time of year. I saw a tweet the other day on a sports polling account for Texas sport, Texas college sports or some shit. And it one upped my rumor. It like took my rumor and went even further. I was a little jealous actually. Cause I was like, Oh my God, that was fucking genius. They proposed what the odds would be of Texas tech stealing Lincoln Riley from OU without him even coaching a game. Like what do they have to do right now to hire Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma? It's genius. It's so it's so genius for this Twitter account. I'm really, really jealous that they thought of it, and I didn't. Because it's hilarious on multiple levels. Like, first of all, he hasn't even coached a game. So, like, maybe chill out a second. And then, second of all, when has Tech ever been in the position of to steal a head coach from Oklahoma? Ever. Hmm. Uh, I'd have to look back in the history on that one. I'm just going to go ahead and say never. Because even when Texas Tech was probably the best they've ever been in college football, they still had, like, a three-way tie with Oklahoma and Texas for the Big 12. And then Mike Leach had that weird closet incident <laughs> then he left to washington state when you say weird i think you mean excellent that was amazing he's my favorite coach of all time because of that oh yeah yeah big time big time that's another guest we're gonna have on this podcast 
Forgot to mention that. Yeah, he's a weird. He's a he's an interesting guy. Oh my god, I would love to talk to that guy. He's awesome. All right, what do you got? Do you have any rumors? Um, so I was just looking through the ESPN's college football page. Nice. Because that's just something that normal people do in in June. Right. And I mean, they had some pretty interesting stuff, like who will be the Big 12's <laughs> interception leader in 2017. <laughs> yes. Or like the top SEC linebacker duos. And the best part is half of these are insider articles. So unless you pay this fee, you're not going to be able to see who's going to lead the uh, mm-hmm. Big 12 in interceptions. We're going to start doing that on this podcast eventually, by the way. Yeah. So uh, no rumors from me. Okay. I have a rumor ready to go if you want to hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. So uh, un- unidentified sources have discovered that LSU is planning on offering Lane Kiffin the head coaching position without even coaching a game, kind of going back to the tech thing. Mm. Okay, so that one started out with what What was the un- unconfirmed sources? Yeah. Uh, have, yeah. Has discovered that LSU is yeah, planning Yeah, so every good, every good uh, rumor starts out with that exact beginning. Right. I can't give away my sources. That's Those are my sources. I'm not going to tell you who said this. Uh, that rumor is uh, pretty ludicrous on many fronts mm-hmm. because they had the opportunity to, to hire Lane Kiffin right. uh, many times. Yeah, but that wouldn't make as cool of a story. I got you. Um, I'm trying to one-up uh, the Twitter account that did the Lincoln Riley. Let me just try and rationalize this for a second. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's doing such a good job getting those recruits to – where is he at? Florida Atlantic? Uh, yes. Yeah. Florida, not FIU. Cause they have a, uh, what Butch Davis or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let's not get caught up with all these Florida coaches right yeah, now. It's fuck Florida. It's so confusing. Maybe they really appreciate his Twitter presence because Ed Orgeron's Twitter presence, uh, has been lacking. And that was yep. probably something that Les Miles maybe wasn't too fond with. Mm-hmm. He, and I don't so think LSU's he was. I'm a big Twitter seen, guy. yeah, they're seeing this big like social media presence. Hey, recruits. Seeing, yeah. They like that. Exactly. Yeah. And so they're like, man, if you can do this at Florida Atlantic, imagine with the resources at LSU, we missed our chance. We really haven't given like Ed O the big contract yet. Let's just exactly. Let's just, yeah. See, so you've rationalized it. That's all. I'm, so now let's get this going. That's a good. It definitely rumor. wouldn't be the craziest thing LSU's done. No, and it's not the craziest rumor I've heard because the Lincoln Riley going to Tech is even fucking crazier. Yeah. So I'm just saying that's a good football offseason summertime rumor. That actually could get going. So we'll probably tweet that on the Twitter. Uh, hopefully we get some retweets from those three fake Auburn accounts. Yeah. It's got the that rumor has the perfect mix of like high profile names. Yep. That high you just see program. it sometime in June in between the NBA draft and like the dog days of MLB baseball. And you're like, huh. Like that I didn't even think about that, but that makes just, sense. you just kinda overlook it. Yep. It makes sense. So that's pretty much it. Well we got uh, for episode two. Uh, I think episode two was even more riveting and more exciting than episode one. And uh, we'll have a trilogy eventually because we're going to make a third. So Yeah, every every great series has a trilogy. Yeah, A New Hope. That's going to be ours. So that's it. All right. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Jay? Snake. Thanks. So you. Mr. Lova Lova. Lova. Mm. Mr. Lova Lova. <laughs> Girl. Mr. Lova Lova. Lova. Mm. I'm Mr. Lova Lova She call me Mr. Bombastic Tell me fantastic Touch me on me box She says I'm Mr. Romantic Call me fantastic Touch me on me box She says I'm Mr. Rose Smooth
just like a silk Soft and cuddly hug me up like a quilt I'm a lyrical lover Now take me Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 